Today is Sunday, October 16th. This is the Dade City Wire, your hometown news source. I'm Eric Baker. Our top story this week. Last Friday, October 14th, the Pasco Pirates varsity football team hosted the Zephyr Hills Bulldogs at W.F. Edwards Stadium for a game that has been played 65 times now, the Nine Mile War. The Bulldogs handed the Pirates their first loss of the season by a score of 28-16. to The Pirates seemed to start the game a bit tight and committed at least five false start penalties in the first quarter alone. Coach Freeney told me after the game that they didn't have their best week of practice this week. So coach, it seemed like in the first half there was a good bit of penalties in there, some false starts. Would you guys a little bit riled up for this game it seems like? Absolutely. You know, we talked about it and you know, I told them yesterday, we didn't really have a good week of practice, to be honest with you. Like, we had mistakes, you know, and after the game, you know, I asked them, I said, guys, you know, when I talked to you about practice and how important it is, and they were like, yeah, coach. I said, so what did we talk about? What happened all week? We made mistakes. Okay. They all raised their hand. They know it. And, you know, sometimes that silver lining in a loss, whenever you ride so high, right, is to bring you back to reality that it's not easy, it's hard work. And that's not for the kids, that's for me and my coaching staff, everybody. Like, we're a team, and we're going to get it fixed. In what proved to be a tale of two halves, the Pirates outscored the Bulldogs 13-8 to in the second half and seemed to begin finding their stride. I asked Coach Freeney what he told his team at halftime to get them to stay focused and keep playing hard. So the second half, you guys came out and played a whole lot better in that second half. What would you tell your guys sort of calm down and come out and, and, and sort, of, sort of regroup in that second half? Man, I just got the film from the sideline. I took it over there and I showed them. I said, guys, it's nothing with the play calls. It has nothing to do with your ability. Like, it's just the technique and the mistakes. Like, each play, we were one person making a mistake. And whenever you do that, that's why, that's why it's a team game, right? Yes, sir. You can't make those mistakes. And I just told them, we got to come out second half and play better. And, you know, you got two halves left to put, like, leave on the field who you are. You know, and I tell them after each game, the second half is who you are. And, you know, I think my football team came out. They showed me exactly who they, who they are. They're scrappy kids, and they, they're tough kids, and they're, they don't have quit in them. Star running back Tayshawn Balmier, who is definitely not operating at 100% right now, still ended the night with 174 rushing yards and two touchdowns. Even at 75%, Tayshawn is still one of the best running backs in the state of Florida. Coach Freeney was asked after the game about Tayshawn's performance. Absolutely, man. Tayshawn, he's a team guy, and he's going to play till he can't no more. You know, he came in me ass. I said, Coach, don't take the ball out of my hand. <laughs> he said, everybody going to tell you not to run it. He's like, Coach, run, run the dang football. I said, okay, man, hey, you're one of our leaders, and, you know, he, he trusts those young guys up front. And, they, you know, they, they, had, they struggled a little bit tonight, but they're, they're working. They're going to get better. So and that's, that's what's amazing about Tay, man. Like, he, he's just an all-around team player. And then even after the game, you know, I looked at the kids and I had a smile on my face. They had a smile on their face and they were like, all right, cool. Like, we got to go to work on Monday, you know, and that that's what I'm proud of. Like, at the end of the day, I love football. Everybody loves winning, but it's how much these kids are grown. And I had them, I don't know if you heard me at the end. I said, hey, guys, raise your hand if last year this happens. How many of you just quit? And all of them raised their hand. This year, this tonight, they did. They kept fighting, man. So I'm very proud of them. I'm very proud of them. 
The Nine Mile War is the oldest rivalry in the county, having been played 65 times now. And though the Pirates lost the game tonight, what they've learned is that they've grown leaps and bounds from where they were last year. Coach Freeney talked about that after the game. Yeah, yes, sir. So one thing I noticed in the second half, I didn't see anybody hanging their heads. I didn't see any shoulders slouched. They didn't seem like they came out and they were pouting and oh, what was me? They came out ready to fight and play in that second half. That's it. That's my football team. Yes, sir. That's my football team. We don't quit. We, like we, you know, I came in and I said, we're about to go out second half. We're not going to look at the scoreboard. We're just going to do our thing. You know, and I said, I'll do the looking at the scoreboard because I need to to be able to make some situational stuff. But they did that and they kept fighting. I'm so proud of them, man. Like, like I said, at the end of the day, football is great. But again, I got to stress the growth of these kids as student athletes. Like that's what's big for me and that's what's important for me. And then just the growth as a person, you know, like to know you were like you were last year. You know, and then to come out and not fight, although you're behind the whole game and just try to be scrappy and get back. Like, what more can a coach ask for? Next up is homecoming week, and the Pirates will play Crystal River on Friday, October 21st at 7.30 p.m. at WF Edwards Stadium. We'll see you there. Tuesday, October 18th from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Join Not A Clue Adventures for the Bees Butter Biscuit Brunch. Cost is only $18. Learn all about bees with Be Good Honey. Hosted by the Pioneer Florida Museum, 15602 Pioneer Museum Road. Call 813-789-0904 for more information. On Saturday, October 22nd at 10 a.m., come out to downtown Dade City for the third annual Monarch Butterfly Festival in Hibiscus Park, then migrate downtown on a historic Jolly Trolley to shop the day away in charming downtown. Wednesday, October 19th at 6 p.m., St. Leo University will be hosting their MBA info session via Zoom. If you're interested in the MBA program at St. Leo and would like to attend this event, contact mbaslu at stleo.edu or call 352-588-7388. Saturday, October 29th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. is Downtown Dade City's Halloween Spooktacular event. There will be trick-or-treating for kids and pets along with activities for the entire family. There will also be costume contests for kids, pets, and adults. Complimentary treat bags will be available at Lamb Park while supplies last. We'll see you there. Saturday, October 29th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the Living History Florida Seminole Wars event hosted by the Pioneer Florida Museum and Village. There will be presentations, demonstrations, great food, and more. Alligator wrestling starts at 11 a.m. and goes until 1 p.m. on Saturday only. The battle reenactment begins at 3 p.m. Admission is $10 for adults, $5 for students, and kids under 5 are free. We hope you'll join us at the Pioneer Florida Museum and Village, 15602 Pioneer Museum Road in Dade City. Also on Saturday, October 29th, the Dade City Symphony presents Music is in the Air. Located at the Pasco Middle School Auditorium, 13925 14th Street 
in Dade City. Admission is free. Doors open at 6.30 p.m. for general seating. For more information, visit www.dadecitysymphony.com. Saturday, November 5th, the Heritage Art Center presents the long-awaited return of Moonlight and Ivory. Musicians and artists from Dade City and the surrounding areas will be performing at the Dade City Women's Club, 37922 Palm Avenue in Dade City. For more information, call Charlotte Lewis at 352-424-4298. Saturday, November 5th, the Pasco High School Band of Pirates are hosting the District 5 MPA performance event from 1 p.m. to 9 p.m., which will welcome 22 bands to campus to perform for judges and rating. The event will bring over 3,000 people to campus that day, and they are looking for lots of volunteers, but would also like to invite members of the community to watch and support the bands. The band has also been invited to participate in the 2023 National Memorial Day Parade located in Washington, D.C. It's a nationally televised event. They have also been invited to perform a concert series on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial during this trip. They are the only band from the state of Florida to be nominated and selected to participate in this parade. They are currently fundraising to help provide their students for the experience of this wonderful trip. If you can help, please reach out to K Spence, S-P-E-N-C-E at pasco.k12.fl.us. On Saturday, November 12th from 5 to 8 p.m., come out for an evening in the Arts District presented by Prelude Academy of the Arts, Perks Cafe, and Out of Our Hands Art Gallery. Adults can enjoy an evening of music, chocolate, refreshments, and art right here in downtown Dade City. For more information, please go to www.preludeacademy.com forward slash services Dash nine. The Dade City Center for the Arts invite you to visit the hay bales that have been painted by our much appreciated local artists at the following locations through November 12th. Agnes Lamb Park, painted by Curtis and Jasmine Wright. Hardy Trail at Church Avenue, painted by Kevin Taggarty. Naomi Jones Park, painted by Olivia Below. Polly Touchton Hibiscus Park, painted by Patty Reese, Delaney Reese, Alyssa Ross, and Cassidy Welch. Price Park, painted by Randy Hernandez, and Watson Park, painted by Raya Taggarty. Saturday, November 5th, the Pasco High School PTSA is hosting Stand Up with PTSA, a comedy fundraiser. Doors open at 5 p.m. and the show starts at 7. They'll have raffles, 50-50 drawings, live and silent auctions, VIP tables, and more. This event is for adults 18 years of age or older. General admission is $50. The VIP tables are $1,000. For tickets, to donate, or to sponsor, visit www.funny4funds.com forward slash events or call Don Enright 813-997-5154. Saturday, December 10th, beginning at 10 a.m. is the second annual Pasco High School swim team Eggnog Mile located at WF Edwards Stadium. There will be a Christmas cookie bake sale, pictures with Santa, toys for tots donations, and of course, the race itself. This event is not recommended for lactose intolerant individuals. For more information, contact Coach Patterson at bpatters at pasco.com. 
k12.fl.us or lbfisher at pasco.k12.fl.us. Wednesday, December 21st through Friday, December 23rd, First Baptist Dade City presents the 6th Annual Gingerbread House Contest at the Church Street Christmas. Stop into the First Baptist Church to enjoy the exhibit free of charge. They have cash prizes totaling more than $1,000 and it's completely free to enter. Check out their website for more information, www.dcgingerbread.com. Attention Pasco High School parents and students. Do you plan on attending the spring break trip to Ireland and Scotland? The final enrollment meeting will be October 19th at 6.30 p.m. in the Cove. For more information, contact Mrs. Reed or Mrs. Graham. In local sports, the St. Leo women's tennis team made it all the way to the semifinals in the ITA Cup at the Rome Tennis Center in Georgia until ultimately being eliminated in those semifinal matches. They'll be back on their home court October 21st through 23rd for their second hidden duels of the season. The St. Leo men's soccer team was victorious over the Tampa Spartans last week by a score of one to nothing, which advanced their record to seven and five on the season. In local weather, we have a fairly typical week of fall weather ahead of us with highs in the upper 70s and low 80s and lows mostly in the upper 50s and low 60s. Our best chance of rain will come on Tuesday where we have a 68% chance of rain and then a subsequent drop in the temperature, seeing a low of only 51 that night. The weekend will be nice with highs in the mid 70s and lows in the low 60s all weekend long along with a very low chance of rain. U.S. stocks had mixed results last week. The S&P 500 and the NASDAQ fell, failing to extend the previous week's positive performance and posting the seventh negative result out of the past nine weeks. The Dow was the exception as it finished in positive territory. The S&P 500 dropped 1.5%, the NASDAQ fell 3.1%, and the Dow increased 1.2%. Did you know that Dade City Wire now has a print publication and a digital version of the news? Well, we do. Look for the print publication at select locations around downtown Dade City and look for the digital version on our website, dadecitywire.com forward slash print. Is there something happening in Dade City this upcoming week that you'd like us to help spread the word on? Remember to always use hashtag Dade City Wire in all your posts that you want us to know about and we'll find you. We're looking for people who want to get involved with the show, write articles in the wire, and even help produce these podcasts. Email us if interested and let's do lunch to talk about how you can get involved. Info at DadeCityWire.com. We hope you have a fantastic week and we'll see you again next Sunday right here on the Dade City Wire, Dade City's only weekly news show.